Hello, and welcome to Fofop. I'll be really quick. I'm going to be quick this time. I, I, I always say that I'm going to be quick, but I'm actually going to be quick. You can support the podcast on Patreon. Uh, we have a huge show coming up at the Melbourne Comedy Festival, April the 7th. We'll let you know when that is on sale, but it will feature guests from the Fofop universe, uh, as well as Charlie and I doing Tofop, and as well as John Deeks hosting that show. James Fosdyke has done a brilliant poster. Uh, we're going to have some copies of the book from the 100th available for sale. It's going to be uh, a night that you do not want to miss. It is after my show in the Comedy Theatre on uh, Saturday, April the 9th. I always get that wrong. I always say the 7th, but it is Saturday, April the 9th. April the 7th is my uh, Fire at Will show at the Sydney Opera House. Uh, my Fire at Will shows actually start on uh, on Monday. So, uh, yes, this Monday, first four nights in Adelaide are cheaper previews. Uh, that's basically because... You know, I'm still working out what the show is on those first few nights. So uh, some people even like to come on the first few nights and then come back uh, towards the end and see what it became. Uh, but they are cheaper nights. So come along and hear the jokes uh, for the first time when I hear them. Thanks to everyone who came and saw the trial shows in Canberra, by the way. Had a really good week down there and uh, really enjoyed myself. And thank you for being such a wonderful audiences. Really looking forward to getting to Adelaide. So, like I said, first four nights, uh, cheaper previews. Get along to those. Uh, then, uh, if you want to see the, you know, show after opening night, opening night is the Friday night uh, this week. So that's when I'll have all my press and stuff in. So if you just think you're a great audience and you want to come along on a night and be a great audience, uh, that would be the night uh, to do that. <laughs> but just come along anytime. Uh, okay, so that's Adelaide. Then Brisbane. After that, Brisbane is selling really well. So uh, Brisbane Comedy Festival, uh, fire at will. Uh, get some tickets to that. Uh, and then after that, the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. For four weeks, I am doing Wednesday through Sunday. No Tuesday shows this year, so look for the cheaper tickets on uh, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Sundays if you're looking for some cheaper tickets to that show. As I said, April 7, one night only, Sydney Opera House, two shows, over 50% sold out already. And uh, they are the only two Sydney shows. Can't do any other shows. That is the... Uh, sadly, the timing that we have this year and the only time we could get the Opera House. So uh, Thursday, April the 7th, two shows only. Uh, and then the first week of May. First week of May, I'll be doing the show in Perth. So that's a little earlier than usual. I normally do Perth um, at the other end of the year, but we're trying to get all the touring into the same part of the year. So uh, yes, I will be doing uh, three shows in Perth. So anyway, you can get all those details, comedy.com.au or willanderson.com.au or just you know Google my name and fire at will in your local area and see if I'm doing shows where you are. Okay, that's not too bad. I kept it to under three minutes. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, I've got a, a bunch of ones that I recorded while I was overseas. Uh, so uh, ones that I can kind of release over the next few weeks. So some of them won't be as topical, but uh, they're all brand new episodes for you guys. And uh, I will try to record some once the show is up and running at the festivals and stuff as well. All right, now I have to stop because we're at 2.59. The following episode of Fofop is classified M.A., it contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Fop. <laughs> Ironically, I'm not relaxed. 
Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and uh, returning guest Charlie Clawson. Uh, good to have him here. Hello, Gareth Reynolds. Will, how are you? Hello, everybody. Hello, hello. That hello. Was a, that was a good... Uh, Hi, everybody. I'm running for president. Yeah, I was going to say, that was a running for president How's everyone start. doing? If you were to... Hap- run, g- really great to be here. If you Not w- tired. If you were to run for president... For, when I do. When you run for president Thank of the you. United States in America, obviously you've already thought about it. Obviously. So. Well, it's the people thought about it and I've accepted their pitch. Right. right. Okay. But they're just getting it in place now. They're like, we've Absolutely. thought about it, yeah. but you do what you want to do for another, say, 20 years. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's the dangerous policy, but yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So what are you going to run on? What's your number one thing that you would like? I mean, you know, Donald Trump is make America great again. I well, mean, well, you've uh, got to compete with something like that. You've got a dude on the table going, I'm going to make America the greatest country on the planet. So great again. Well, okay. So even so greater than real, the greatest country. Real candidate me would have real issues, but candidate me that would want to win would probably run on something. Well, okay. If you think about it, you go across this great country of ours, this amazing nation of ours, best country in the world by far. There's no country near this one. Right. Let me just say that because I'll tell you one thing before I even get into my pitch. Let me Uh just say this. God loves this country the best. That's true. I don't know if... Which God? God. The God. Number one. The God. Beard. Beardy. Beardy God. White beard. Beardy white Mandels. That guy, scrolls lives in, and Lives shit. in the clouds. Lives in the clouds, yeah. yeah. Has, a mansion, has the Playboy Mansion in the clouds. Right. And Jimi Hendrix is there chilling. Um, <laughs> another great American. Uh, too soon. But uh, if you think about some of the... You've traveled across this lovely nation of ours, yeah. and you see sort of the culture we're leaning into where America's embraced the shopping center, the shopping mall. Uh-huh. Everything's a mall. Well, I mean, it's the home of capitalism. It's a great, it, exactly. It is capitalism's mansion, I always like to say, right. with the Spencer gifts to boot. Exactly. Uh, so, and you think about the, you think about today, <laughs> it's America, 87 degrees in Los Angeles in America February. is the world's shopping mall. Well, that's like what America- I'm pitching. <laughs> that's kind of where I'm headed. You think about the temperature, right? Outside right now, yeah. it's brutal. Yeah, it's terrible. terrible. It's terrible. winter. It's 87. Uh-huh. That's not good. That, not, We're not, not headed winter. the right way. No. You know a great place to go on a hot day? Uh-huh. Hmm. I think it's a shopping mall. Right. Very great air conditioning. This, and by the way, America's air conditioning, the best air conditioning in, in the, the world. There's, there's not any other country that has both A and C in their country's name. America does. Can't spell America without AC. You're damn right. And you right. can't live in it without it. So I'm proposing <laughs> we turn this fantastic nation, uh, this amazing, the, uh, the greatest of all nations. Ambrosia of land. Uh-huh. I'm saying that we turn it in to one huge shopping mall. Sure. The greatest mall in the, in the world. world. Yeah. God's favorite mall, too, where God would shop God's if he mall. needed to. Could we call it, just call it God's mall? <laughs> I'm also pitching. <laughs> I'm also, you might uh, have a VP. Amer- uh, America, God's mall. I got, all there right. There we go. Yeah. Great. That's all we need. That's great. Okay. And then we get rid of the stars and we'll just put like McDonald's, KFC, you know, just little logos up on there. And um, Starbucks, welcome. obviously. Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. Our big winners. I mean, that's not too bad. You could, you could do Thank worse you. than that. Thank you. I mean, all the stuff. Get is, ready. All the stuff would still be made in China. Obviously. Yeah. I, I like to think of America. <laughs> I'm not an idiot. America's more like a giant theme park to me. It's like, <laughs> it's like movies come to life in a country. Yeah. And then like, you know, I feel like when you go out at customs, you should exit through a gift shop. You, sh- <laughs> you should be like forced to buy a souvenir on the way out of America. I think that's, 
that would really sum up it's like doors that won't open right. like you're free to go you're like this yeah. door's locked do you want to buy an american flag calendar perhaps right yeah uh <laughs> Well, the door's locked. Maybe buy a calendar or this yeah, mug, this novelty yeah. mug. You know, uh, how about a snow globe with Uncle Sam? You know, on the way in, we actually uh, took your photo for customs purposes. Always to put, also to put in this delightful frame. Look at that! Look that at you, you right there. The United States of will. Look at that. That's Look, perfect. There you are. We also have your social security number. Right. So whenever you're, <laughs> whatever you're looking at buying, go for it. Feel free. <laughs> the stars of our shot glass. Whatever you want. America's number one hat. We were joking about it uh, outside, but it's so true that, like, America, like, with what you're looking at in the American elections at the moment, and by the time people hear this, it'll be a few weeks on, but, like, wh- where we are now, it's, right. uh, what is it, the second, is the second primary today? Is second that, primary is that's tonight. tonight, Yeah. Right? So, so it's... At the moment, like, that Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, uh, yeah. like, you know, and... Hillary's kind of your establishment Democrat, and yes. B- and Bernie's your more revolutionary. You know, the yeah. whole system's broken. Yes, you know, like candidate. Yes, and then you, on the other side, you've got like your assorted you know, group of nutbags. Yeah, and you've got Donald Trump, yes. who's kind of like your like. I mean, you know, much like, you know, you could say of Batman and the Joker, that they are essentially the same person with the same origin story who are trying to solve the same problem. They right. just have very radically different ideas. Of, yes. They both see that it's broken. They just have, you know, different ways of addressing that. Very different. Yeah. But Do- uh, Do- Donald Trump wants to watch the world burn. Yes. <laughs> and Bernie Sanders wants to feel the burn. So... Uh, it's very no it uh it's true it is we do we are at this really strange point now because these elections it go, could go so either way like that it, it's right in the middle of where this like tonight is important and the next you know couple weeks are very going to be very important um and nobody seems to have any fucking idea exactly I mean, like i mean you keep getting told that bernie sanders can't win but then he totally seems like he can and uh, and then you have Hillary Clinton, who doesn't really have an answer for taking you know shitloads of money from Wall Street and Goldman Sachs and all that shit. Uh, and then on the other side, it really is just I think even Republicans would tell you that it is at this point just kind of like the lesser of three evils uh, between who they can pick. Uh, but Donald Trump is the one who is not bought. Um, he's not good, right. but he's not bought. <laughs> You know, and then Ted Cruz looks like he's like the devil's handy boy. No, he looks like I. I said this the other day when I was watching the debate, but I think it's so true. Is if like you were doing like, uh, uh, you know, like uh, like in say something like True Blood, yeah. where like the vampires are like. <laughs> Are living amongst us, right? <laughs> and then they have like a politician because yeah. they want to, like, you know, for, right. for vampires' rights. Right, so it becomes yeah. like the, and everyone doesn't quite Senator trust him. Senator Platelet. They're like, yeah. well, he seems to be saying the right things, but like, he's still a vampire, right? He also doesn't seem wa- worried about the water crisis right. at all. Am <laughs> I the only one who says, well, he keeps saying, we'll figure it out day of? And then he licks his lips. <laughs> We'll figure it out the day of. Sweet blood. Excuse me, Senator? Yeah? I was just saying, uh, yeah, no, we're all thirsty. Your neck is tender, full of veins. Uh, No more questions. No more questions. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he looks like, Ted Cruz. Have you seen the video? I bet you haven't. The video of Ted Cruz trying to kiss his daughter? No, what, tell me, describe to <laughs> me what happens. Uh, people should look this up. There's just this video where his daughter, who's probably 12 or 13, is just not in a good mood, and like the cameras are around Ted Cruz, and so 
he's uh, like, are you going? And she's like, yeah. And she's not happy. And he's like, all right, well, give me a kiss. And he is pulling her uh-huh. so tightly trying to kiss her. And she completely moves her head for about four seconds, gets out of his grasp and walks away. And then he just sort of shoots a look to the camera like he knows he's busted. Like, well, what was I going to do? Yeah, yeah. Drug her and force her into and then, it? And now I think like. he might have just tried to suck her blood. That's why she didn't want the kiss. He was like, right. come here, say goodbye to your daddy. <laughs> he kissed you, your sweet neck. Oh, you know. Hey, everybody. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for this barbecue. Get the hands on that meat. I mean, it's it, it's nice that Tom Cruise is now the second most officially nutbag Cruise, but it's, <laughs> that's true. He, that's he's telling people he's like, <laughs> "Hey, I'm back." He's on the couch. I'm not the crazy one. I'm normal again. Woo! Yeah, he's um, Ted Cruz seems particularly evil. Yes. Um, it was interesting to me. I watched the Republican debate the other night without being much across, you know, all the issues. But right. just, like, it's nice. Well, the of, good thing about a Republican debate is issues aren't important. I mean, that was the thing. I was like, it was much like me. I tweeted the Super Bowl, but I really just tweeted the commercials. Right. Because I don't really understand the game. Right, yeah. And, like, so the, the bits where the game was actually played all 12 minutes or whatever the fuck it right, is. Yeah. The <laughs> game that they play over nine hours. <laughs> By the way, America. Uh, dude, it is. Like, I mean, let's have a conversation about the fact that how little of that game is actually playing time of that game and how many hours you stretch it over. It's fucking crazy. That's why it's good like, to record it. I was like, do I have to download it, yeah. this and binge watch it? N- that, like, is this the, be- a the best episode? way to do, honestly, the best way to watch American football is to pause it. Give yourself an hour so you can fast through it. Right. Because it stops and starts. So, and I, I have a stand-up bit that is really about the, like, the amount, the amount of jamming it down your throats. But you think about the Super Bowl. There's three hours leading up to it. Mm-hmm. It's full of commercials. It's not just commercials, but like the, you know, like the thing there, the pregame is sponsored by somebody and like every fat, like they'll be like, all right, the KFC keys to defense, you know, like everything like that. You're going through the game. It stops and starts so many times. They take timeouts at times just for ads. They're called official timeouts. They take those just so they can go show, show more and more ads. The halftime show is sponsored up the ass. It's fucking long. Like, even if people like it. And then you go through all this shit. And then the dude whose career has been leading, like everybody said about Peyton Manning, the guy who won on the Broncos. Everybody's been saying for so long, Peyton Manning, you know, the the problem with him is he can't win. He can't win when it's clutch. So maybe he didn't do too much to win on Sunday. However, he won his second Super Bowl and is probably going to retire. So this dude's career... Is, is now sort of solidified more than it ever would have been had he not won this game, more than other quarterbacks. Solidified more than ever. And in, this, in his Q&A right after the game, the reporter comes up to him, asks him what's going through his head after just securing himself as top three quarterbacks of all time. He says, I want to kiss my wife, kiss my kids, and go home and drink a bunch of Budweiser. And then when he's asked on the stage after the game, same feed, he fucking does it again. So that's two times that this dude is like, I have to plug Budweiser. I mean, you just can't win. Maybe he just drinks a lot of Budweiser. It would be, I, w- I wish he had a drinking problem. Like- I wish that's what it was. <laughs> he owns stock in Anheuser-Busch. So he owns part of Budweiser. Right. So he's doing that to up the fucking sale. Like, I mean, but he's smart like that. He's the guy who, like, when uh, they legalize weed oh. in Denver, yeah. he bought 25... Papa John's. Yeah. <laughs> he... he- 
had like 25 of them. I mean, he's, dude. A, he's, a, he's a guy who sniffs but out a business dude, opportunity. But he does, he, dude, he, has 20, he has 25 Papa John's in Colorado. He doesn't need that like Budweiser right. 200K bump. He's an entrepreneur and he looks dude, after He's he, an entrepreneur. He looks after his own businesses. He's the equivalent. You know what he is? He's like Pitbull advertising his own vodka in his film clip. <laughs> That's well, what he is. He, I will say the Colorado Papa John's thing <laughs> is the greatest thing ever because I don't know if you've seen like any footage of what it's like in Colorado before, before games now with NFL games, but... It is people are just high as fuck and eating Papa John's. Right. <laughs> like they like it more. Their quarterback has a pizza place. Right. Yeah, they can go and eat his and pizza. And they're they're higher for pizza. They want more pizza. Right. And now their quarterback has a pizza place. Right. And and you know what? If you don't if you don't want to smoke marijuana, you know what you want, a Bud- Budweiser. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah, then you have a delicious Budweiser, get a little liquored up, have some Papa John's. He probably owns like a cut of everything. I mean, it's smart. It like, is. Maybe that's how he goes in and they negotiate. That's probably how they keep the team together and under the salary cap, you know, if they have one. I don't know if they have a salary they cap. They do, yeah. Not football. a commercial cap, but they have a salary cap. Right. So it'd yeah. be one of those things where they just come in every year and they're like, look, you know, you've been a legend of, uh, you know, the game for so long and, you know, we can't afford to pay you what we used to pay you because you're not at your peak anymore. But yeah. we are willing to give you like a quarter of popcorn yeah. <laughs> it's all right i'll take a quarter yeah quarter of popcorn and then the only thing you have to do is you just have to nail this novelty popcorn box onto your helmet while you play right and just play in that i'll do it i'll, I'll do, do it. it i'll do it for sure as long as i can have a nice cold budweiser after the game <laughs> peyton no one else is here but us sorry force of habit sorry <laughs> I mean, Papa John. It's just, cl- yeah. I mean, but it's clever. I but mean, it's that's, the- the, that's the thing about it is like, at least from his point of view, rather than just like empty whoring, but I guess, he's the guy who's building his post football empire. I guess, he's, I he's, know, he's, I he's know. He's going to be like the Magic Johnson of like, you know, AIDS. quarterbacks. Oh, Not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know where you were headed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I built all these businesses as big as Magic, and then I got AIDS. And just I like Magic. Die. Like, Peyton, what are you doing? He's like, he's the best of all time. I'm the best of all time and we both got AIDS Peyton I had a lot of Budweiser what am I doing eat some Papa John sober up (laughs) yeah I mean mean, that's you know it's a lot of if you were ever going to, like, uh, I always think about this with, like, there's some comedians, you know, who, who were smart with their money early on. Yeah. And they realize that, like, comedy, you know, is, is one of those things where maybe you need a backup financial plan or whatever. Yeah, it's fleeting. And so I've got friends and stuff who had, like, good jobs back home and they, you know, put them into, like, investment properties or they bought, like, a franchise or something or right. whatever. Whereas I'm, like, one of those people... Who like I, I bought a house, right? But I'm going to be one of those people who takes the thirty years to pay off the house, right? You yeah, know what I mean? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, it'll be like the final day. Yeah, I'll be walking in with the final check. Yeah, like I, uh, handing it to your buddy who started with five minutes and ended with ten. Right, <laughs> and he was like, "I'm good. I just yeah. actually invested." <laughs> Anyway, Will. So, like, if you were going to have a franchise, if you were going to, like, is there anything that you're like, I wouldn't mind owning, like, a, a Chipotle or, well, like, see, a... see, the problem with me... Foot, or I a pro- Foot Locker or, like, a... <laughs> well, obviously a Foot Locker. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, getting to dress like a, an umpire all day? Come on. <laughs> see feet? Whew! What's the catch? Uh... It's hard for me because any of like, no fast food. I wouldn't want any fast food Uh because I just hate fast food and how much we fucking consume it. Uh, I would say, I don't know. What about you? Do you have anything? 
I, I, I was thinking about this recently because they're just bringing in medicinal marijuana in uh, Victoria in Australia, okay. but not not in the way that you like here. It's medicinal, where right. like you know, essentially, you know, they're like, what What's what, your ailment? You're like, can't uh, get high. Right. They're like, all right, you yep. need a prescription for this. Right. That's actually this will no, get you high. That's the number one box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's just the only box. <laughs> Ailments. It's either anxiety or like can't, out of weed. Can't get high. Sounds like you're pretty stressed out from not being able to get high. Right. Let me give you this right here. Yeah. Go get high. I'm stressed out from it. I can't sleep. <laughs> I think my vision has got blurry. I'm not eating. I mean, <laughs> as much as I do when I get high. <laughs> my stories have beginnings and endings. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> I'm suffering from depression. <laughs> I did my eye calendar. I don't, things are not good. This is not good. Um, uh, so, yeah, but so, but at some stage, you would imagine, particularly with America going the way it's going, that Australia at some stage will have like you know legal marijuana. It may be a fair yeah. way away, but like, like it'd be nice to be in on like the oh the boom of that the, the first step, oh yeah you know like kind of you know willy weeds yeah willy weeds yeah, yeah. will's weed will's <laughs> weed yeah well, whatever like and, you know and I could be both I I'd happily plug that you know yeah see, oh the, god see here's the thing Gareth no I, different I'd be at the end of my you know. <laughs> yeah, like, you're special. I'd be the end of my special, and I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna do it after this special. <laughs> Smoke some Will's weed, anyone? Right, dude. I yeah, okay. And this just is probably on me. Will's weed. I am fine with you plugging like right. that. But just different. But <laughs> Will's weed. Also, yours is a great franchise. Right. I would like to do that. But or what maybe if, what if you found out later on, like many of these, like uh, you know, local businesses, things that you think are you know, like good sort of businesses you can support, like Will's Weed. You're right. like, oh, what's well, Will? Like he loves weed and he's got a good attitude to it. And he's probably got really good products. Yeah, and he wants people to have a good time and yeah. he's probably responsible enough because yeah. you know, like that's cool. Yeah. But then later on, you find out that like three or four years into Will's Weed, I actually sold out and it's all owned by like. Yeah, you know, Saudi Arabians. Yeah, or, the, or just one of the big, you know, like a big farmer. Someone, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. like Fizex or someone own like Will's Way. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that'd be and great. I'm really just like the front. God damn like it. That. You're still doing the ads, mailing it in. <laughs> You're smoking other weeds. No, I'm smoking good weed. Yeah. The fuck out of here. <laughs> Three, two, one on me. Hi, everybody. It's me, Will. And look at all this great weed. You know you can trust me. It's got the will of approval. Wink. <laughs> Will's weed, Will's weed, it's what you need. Five locations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, what I was, that would, that's pretty much what I was thinking, Yeah. to be honest. Now, wait, you were, okay, so wait. Now, we were talking, you were saying you watched the Republican debate oh. with little context. Mm. So, yeah, so I watched it. I sat down to watch it the other day, and it was interesting to me. Well, a couple of things were interesting. I like, I, I loved how much they were all like, it was like they decided that they would pair up and have fights against each other. Right, yeah. So, like, it was really weird because they kind of went around the table and everyone gets to have their say and whatever. Yeah. And then, like, it was like they just paired off into teams of like, well, you beat up on this guy and yeah. you beat up on this guy. They, there, there is there is an element of that because they're saying, you know, I guess they, the metrics that they break down, they're so specific as to what, you know, where a candidate can win. So you have like you have like a couple guys who need to knock down, like you have a couple guys who if they mar- knock down Marco Rubio, they'll go a lot further in the polls. Whereas a lot of people think that Trump and Cruz are kind of splitting 
you know, those votes. So it's like you have, there's so many different weird sects of the Republican Party. And like, you know, part of it is super religious, like evangelical Christian. Part of it is like teabaggers who are sort of like, you know, less government, keep out. Um, well, I don't even know if they're keep out minorities, but they're definitely not liberal on that issue. And then you have the people who are like, you know, uh, we need to keep, you know, we need to think about safety first. And this is their perspective. Safety first, keep out Muslims, keep out Mexicans, you know, worry about the people who are born here. Right. So, um, and you have all these fighting for this sort of, you know, for this one crown. It, it's just really... I mean, it's an interesting system to an Australian because, like, obviously we have a parliamentary system right. where, whereby... I mean, obviously, we've had a bit of trouble holding on to prime ministers in the last few years. It's been a bit of a revolving door. Right. But... um uh, normally, you know, the person who is going to become president is like the, you know, the, they're, they're like the captain of their party. Right. You know? And so you kind of know, like, you know, within the year, if someone's going to run for prime minister, it's normally the leader of the opposition who goes up against the prime minister at the election yeah. or whatever. And, you know, but they run in like the, because I guess they're kind of always running because there's two parties, but. But you, you kind of have, not, you guys kind of have the heir apparent ready to go. Ready almost. to go. Yeah. Whereas like this system. Where is, the first yeah. step of it is that publicly, two people who are essentially from the same side, or in the Republicans' case, like nine people yeah. who are essentially from the same side, just spend the entire time pointing out the flaws of the other people. Well, it's, it's like a crazy system. It, it's totally crazy. And you it also, if you really think about it, it's like the you know like a, a good a good democracy has multiple parties in a system like this where you will have. Right five, seven people to pick from. And there's so many different... Even if you think about the Democratic side, like Hillary Clinton, like you were saying, kind of represents the establishment. You kind of know she's more of an insider when it comes to playing the political game. You have Bernie Sanders, who is, you know, an independent, essentially, and really wants to revolutionize a number of things. Then you have the Republican side, where, like we're saying, you know, you have the evangelicals, you have the, like, uh, less government, you have the uh, keep out Mexicans and uh, brown people, and you have all these different parties. So why not let them all run and let everybody sort of, like, pick their person throughout that system? Like, why doesn't that make more sense, you know? Right. The idea that, like, somehow... Like Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton, like you know, end up like you know, there's such different people offering such different things. Yeah. The idea that at some stage, you know, say if like Sanders loses, that the Sanders fans, you know, will be expected to go out and vote for Clinton seems like such a crazy idea. Yeah. Well, it and they probably yeah. uh, well, and I guess in a lot of ways they won't. But that's I the, think in a lot of ways they won't. You know, I think I mean I think that is where where it's at here is it really is like. I think what I think what's great about Bernie Sanders is, you know, and even Trump to some extent is they're pointing out problems with the political system, which is important because normally that's just not something that gets discussed in these elections. You just have the two people who are running who are both in the pocket of the same kind of people, and however it works out, they'll either they'll pay off somebody. You know, it's like once you get in the club. You're gonna. Ha you had to pay off four people who work there to get in, you know. So they'll just have to pay off whoever the fuck they have to pay off, and you know that's the way it works. Well, now you have two people who are sitting there on the stage just continually saying, "I'm the only person who doesn't have a super PAC," which is just like a cover for you know just getting a lot of money to spend on your campaign, and you know, I mean, it's it's different. I mean, it is. It's almost making the media do a job again. Right, it's one of those things where everyone expects it to go away, and it may yeah. still go away. Yeah, 
but it would be so interesting to see if it didn't because essentially with Trump and Sanders, like you've got two people with very different solutions to the same problem, yes. which is the system. They're both saying, hey, the system is broken. Yes. And there is obviously a heap of Americans on two different sides of the debate, but a heap of Americans that you could lump in the category of Absolutely. people who think the system is broken. Yes. Right? Yes. And then you've got Bernie Sanders who is like, you know, proposing these revolutionary ideas. Like, I mean, he's calling out of like Wall Street and stuff like that, which is the thing that everybody knows is true. Oh, yeah. And everything would be better, like literally would be better tomorrow if we could fix that in some way. But at the same time, we all kind of secretly think it's too hard to do and will never ever happen because those big interests are so powerful that they won't allow it to happen. Like... You've got that angle. So you've got this guy who's explaining complex policy and how he is. At, like, they go, how are you going to pay for this? And he goes, like, well, this is how I'm going to pay for it. And they go, like, well, I mean. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then you've got Trump who's saying the exact same thing, which is the system is broken. And yeah. they're like, how are you going to fix it? And he's like, I hate Mexicans. Uh, I'll build the most beautiful wall the world's ever seen. And then he just answers everything else with, like, you're an idiot. I'm going to make everything great. Or that he has a great relationship just, with Chinese business I'm people. Just, uh, no, I didn't. There was one about, wasn't there one th- about, like, he goes, like that, it was about a bank that controlled, like, a certain amount of wealth. And he goes, uh-huh. and then he goes, well, that bank's in my building. Oh yeah, and he's like, so I, I'm like, well, that's doesn't, you don't run the bank, like how old, yeah, the guy who like owns this building doesn't have access to my comedy, no, like, no, he can't come into your apartment and be like, oh, good leftovers, see you, Will, good weed, Will, it's not how it works, yeah. No, it, it, like he can't come in here and just grab one of my notebooks and go. Ah, oh, I'm sorry, mate. You, I have some notes, Will. Right? Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I own the building. What are you talking about? I'm the boss of your life. You idiot. Read your lease. Read your lease. <laughs> but there is that, like, the, the bluster of somebody going, you know, we're just going to do it better. Is, yeah. Like, I mean, people want to believe easy answers and he's got easy answers. Yes. You know, and there is, there is people who go, we also identify that the system is broken, but we don't want these hard answers that Bernie Sanders seems to be suggesting. We want well, these easy answers that Donald Trump is suggesting. I almost want, I, I really think that there is something, like I almost think, like I, I think for me, I would elect Bernie Sanders because of all the reasons that, you know, it just, it's worth changing things like i think people get caught up kind of in the like oh he's just making big promises and stuff but you know the truth is i think any politician says a bunch of shit before they go in and then you know has to face the reality but it's really like what's the vision they're talking about in a way and a lot of times that vision is is total bullshit well with bernie sanders i I feel like you believe it a little more because again he doesn't have to pay off people who are funding his campaign his campaign is funded by small donations so but I think I mean it'd just be amazing to see where America well, would what, go but what, with Bernie Sanders being oh the greatest president yeah just this little fucking nebbish dude who just complains I mean, and fixes shit I mean just, I would love it just sending him off to world meetings would be fun ah, yeah Bernie Sanders got yeah he'd be yeah he would totally like be the guy who, like threw up at a dinner <laughs> and you, like we would have so many fun gaffes with him too you know. His hair when he gets off Air Force One would look like Bill Murray and Kingpin. I mean, even that, like, uh, when he announced his candidacy, yeah. like, where he's so annoyed at the report. Yeah, I'm oh, no, so... he's, they've done a good job of being like, like Bernie, <laughs> you seem like you're on your period 24-7. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's gotten better at, like, smiling when he's like, look, I, I think we need to discuss a couple of different versions of his, whereas before he'd be like, your question is flawed and, and your personality seems to be flawed as well. The problem with what we're working with, ladies and gentlemen, the problem that I'm trying to display. 
but now he has to be like kind of cute. Like before you'd hand him a baby, he'd be like, oh, gross, stinks, stinks. <laughs> now he has to be like, hello, what's its name? Mwah, oh, it tastes like an angel. Smiles. <laughs> Whistlers feel the burn. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag feel the burn. <laughs> but, but I want to see what happens if Bernie Sanders gets to... Almost winning that. What hat? Like, he seems so steadfast in the belief that he doesn't need to employ this sort of capitalistic system. So, what the fuck happens if he gets, like, what happens if he gets to that point and he's maybe going to win? What does the, you know, the man behind the man, what, what's their reaction? How do they control this? I think that is an interesting enough needle to thread by seeing what happens with if you do put a guy who is calling for a revolution in the way the American political system works if he gets elected what what do the people who really run the establishment who aren't necessarily in political office but are sort of these powers that be what do they do because I feel like they're going to want to fucking kill Bernie Sanders. Yeah I was going to say it feels to me the question you're really asking is uh, are we taking a pull on what day he gets assassinated? Yeah. On what day some crazy fucking shit happens. Do you know what? They let like a black guy be president for eight but they years still, and but they didn't shoot him. They, I, and by the so, way, shocking. I mean, knock on wood. I mean, oh yeah. Knock on wood. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're not out of the woods yet. <laughs> right. I mean, it would be particularly mean-spirited at this uh, point. Just not cool. I mean, he's already gone. Uh, honestly. He's doing Super Bowl videos. And uh, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. He's doing comedians in the car having yeah, coffee. He's doing sketches with Stephen Colbert. Yeah. He's, I think like, he writes out, on SNL right? at yeah, this point. Like, I think he's like an SNL intern. Okay, he does a couple of like weekend updates. Jokes. Yeah, yeah, just like sends in some jokes, like Johnny Carson <laughs> yeah. used to do to Letterman. Just sends yeah. them in. I was doesn't... thinking, maybe you get Stefan back. And uh, the, the nice yeah. thing about Obama is, doesn't mind if you don't use them. No, he sends them. Every take it or leave it. But take it. Might leave be it. a funnier wording. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> might be nice to end with a callback. <laughs> Yeah, just suggesting catchphrases. Yeah, just yeah. Like. <laughs> I d- he could always look at the camera and say, I did not know that was on. <laughs> I think that might be a fun way to punctuate that one. Again, take it or leave it. Barry. <laughs> That's what he writes under. Yeah, Barry. It's his old name from when he was like. <laughs> the Secret Service is like, is this really an emergency? It's like, get that to Lauren Michaels as soon as you possibly can. I think that's really going to help a couple of the sketches this weekend from the packet I was reading. From the packet. <laughs> they send him the packet. They're sending him the packet <laughs> every week. But he's like insisting upon it. Right. Like they're like, oh, Jesus, someone it, email Obama. He's like, is the packet here? I was like, what is that? The packet? Oh, got just more of that treaty. Right. <laughs> I'll get to it when I get to it. I'm waiting on the packet. <laughs> Lauren said it was on its way. <laughs> But but yes, so the question is, what day, what happens to, because it just, I feel like they're going to try to poison him. Mm. I feel like they're going to, I feel like he's going to need like a, a Roman food tester. No, I mean, look, the, the truth of it is that, uh, I mean, if you want to be completely 
you, you always hesitate on these sort of things because before you dip your toe into the world of like conspiracy theory or right. like, you know, you know, I'm not going to start talking about chemtrails being real or like what really happened right. on 9-11. I mean, I know both those things. Yeah, but, chemtrails took down the towers. Right. I mean, it's simple. It's if right you, there. I mean, if you slow down the video and, don't, <laughs> and, and look, if I haven't had my wheels weighed and my eyes are still a little foggy, I believe when I watch that footage of 9-11. Yeah, that, that's what you're selling. That's what this <laughs> is the best 9-11 conspiracy weed. <laughs> This is Will's best weed. Yeah. Watch this dude and you think it's Seriously. an inside job. Mate, just smoke this. Smoke this. I'm going to hit space bar right. and tell me that this was done by the Taliban, motherfucker. <laughs> this weed's real good. It's amazing. This is amazing weed. I'm not going to vaccinate my children. Oh, he's had too much. He's had too <laughs> Come much. Come on, get him some water. Just get him good. water. Right. Lay down and get him vitamin B and water. Jay-Z's in the Illuminati. Yeah. What? Uh, what? All right, get him a lot of water. Just- um, I don't want to go too much into conspiracy, but the truth of it is that, like, I mean, the, the rich and powerful interests have always bought and owned media right. for the reasons, for these reasons. Yes. I mean, you look at Fox News and you look at, you know, Rupert Murdoch, just as one example, but you yes. can look across media and see this, like, played out time and time again. Like, they control the message. You know, Rupert Murdoch's newspapers in Australia write every day about, you know, welfare bludges and dole bludges and things like that. You know, and this is Rupert Murdoch who doesn't, their, their companies don't pay any tax in Australia and yeah. that he, you know, rorts everything so that they're the, I mean, the, the real welfare cheats are the, these, you know, but they own the media and they control the message. And you saw this with Sanders. He just, like, they wouldn't give him any traction. Not like, only would they not give him like, traction, they were not letting, they didn't want many debates. They really just didn't want his message to get out there. Right. The, the less people knew about Bernie, they thought the better. They were like, we don't care if he gets elected president, but we just don't want him running down capitalism's good name. Yeah, exactly. Because if, right. you, if you make your living with capitalism, like it's even hard to go from him going, hey, the problem is capitalism, to, to go to an ad after that. Yeah. No, he just thanks Budweiser. Right. But but yeah, no. It, it, I mean, you know, like he, Bernie Sanders would have a problem with Peyton Manning. Bernie Sanders yeah. isn't going to drop in. Uh, I did, uh, did not like the way he ended the football game. Uh, however, I do also love Budweiser. I'm a regular American. <laughs> give me that. Give me the baby. Give me the baby. Give me the baby. <laughs> She's an angel. It's a he. He's a baby. <laughs> But yeah, but but it's true. I think I don't think there's much even conspiratorial about the idea that me, you know, you really don't have to follow too far to see where it all, where it all comes from. I mean, like you're saying, like any of the any of the major 24-hour news networks, their message is sort of dictated by ratings and there is this veiling of real issues. Instead, they make the wedge issues, the things that'll make you know, people, religious people and more, less religious people, uh, they will make them argue. You know, these issues that really are minutiae when you think about the huge problems. Like, the huge problems are, I mean, the biggest problem is keeping uh, the human race on Earth. Right. And then, and then they go from there. But they do a good job of making you think this backyard problem is the biggest problem in the world. You guys argue over that, and then we never really have to talk about the big issues, which is that the elections are bought, and so are the politicians for the most part. I mean, it's the modern-day version of bread and circuses. You know, you keep us distracted arguing over shit that doesn't matter. Right, yeah. And, it, you know, and it means that they can do whatever they want to do yeah. in the background. But yeah. it's... Uh, particularly with the news and stuff, I mean, like, you know, the 
the kind of arrival of the 24-hour news cycle for a start and the fact that, you know, news is now a, a less resource than it ever has been. Yeah. So they're trying to get more, you know, 24 hours a day, they're trying to give you news. Well, yeah. Well, and the truth of it is that not everything happens, but the, what they try to do is make everything as exciting as everything. So now, yeah. we, don't, we, now we don't get any sense of, do you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're constantly competing on your la- against your last moment. Right. To make it more important, which is why the graphics are so grabbing and breaking news and developing story and these huge like do, 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 do. And which is why they also have to create plot lines. They have to create plots that they can follow, you know, things that'll keep you engaged, whether it's like a Malaysian plane going down or like, you know, some drama, some political drama. Uh, the fucking uh, Beyonce at the Super Bowl is such a great yeah, example. Yeah, exactly. Like, like it's like, oh, good, we'll get four days out four of it. Like- yeah, and then you've got like, I mean, you think about the Malaysian plane. CNN lost their fucking minds. Right. I mean, they became, it was a joke and they were like, we're not going anywhere. Every day it was like these theories on this Malaysian plane you would watch it and you it, it, was, it was almost like James Cameron porn. I mean it was just like it was just like a lot of underwater shots and a lot of reenactments on, you know, vehicles that are submerged. By the way, I would love if James Cameron was away somewhere working on porn. Cuz can you imagine the next adv- advancements in porn if James oh, Cameron oh was like Oh my god. Cuz you know he's always 4 or 5 years away from like yeah. suddenly James, the audience will feel the come. The people are just like, "Why?" Why is uh, Avatar like uh, been delayed another couple of years? Script it's, problems. It's going to be 4D. What do you mean Shave, 4D? Shaver. Script problems, huh? <laughs> it's going to be 9D. Shaver. Shaver down. <laughs> get out of here. I've had script problems. <laughs> it's going to be 36 double D. All right. Th- uh, shut that door. Shut Lock the, the door when it's shut. Lock the door when it's shut, too. No, there's, there's no handle. It's got a button. Uh, staple. I don't. It's uh, futuristic. Just, just, all right. All right. Back to what matters. Steal the old music. That's what I love about what I'm doing. James, I'm going to take this plate of cocaine out of here. Why? Leave the cocaine plate. Take the empty plates. Take the empty plates. Don't wash them. Put them under my pillow. <laughs> anyway, shave her down. Shave her all the way down, boys. <laughs> um, yeah, it, like you have this uh, outrage cycle that constantly needs to be fed. and But also I don't think they're telling us much anymore. Like I watched, no. the, I watched the news the other night after the Super Bowl and um, it was the local news, you know, like the CBS local news or whatever yeah. it is. And there was a guy on screen who was so they had this like fancy you know speaking of all these screens that they have so it's like this fancy flat screen that was like a touch screen flat screen so basically when he touched the oh, yeah. flat screen then right. the thing came out yeah. of the thing and it's like oh my god it's like an episode of CSI yeah like oh, I mean some spy film from the future you know yeah but what he was doing was he was reading out and they crossed to this guy like they were like over to like owl with this like thing he was reading out people's tweets about the Super Bowl. Like on, this... ta- like on television. <laughs> yeah. A man who probably I went know, to journalism yeah. school I know. was touching a screen, this fancy technology, uh. to go, here's tweets on the news. You know where tweets are found? On Twitter. Yeah. And they hadn't even found those that good ones. So, th- I mean... There was yeah. a guy on TV, <laughs> like a man, an old man in a suit on television, touching like a... Hey, nut- let me just read some of these t- tweets. And, and touch, like read one from the left shark. Do you remember like the left shark from no. last year's no. Super Bowl? Oh, yeah, the Katy Perry shark. And there was like a shark that was like a bit wonky or didn't... There's dead. one shark like didn't know the choreography. It was like an internet meme for like 48 hours, yeah, right? Yeah, Well, apparently... That shark set up a like a Twitter account as, cool. as everyone does, of course. Which was probably really funny for the first few days, like, yeah. Like all those Star Wars ones, yeah, right, <laughs> right, yeah. 
here's a tip before you start your Star Wars parody account. Wonder if just uh, kind of just think if you have enough juice to get through. Longevity the next is yeah, going to be longevity is going to be your force. Uh, so, um, uh, oh, so Left Shark had yeah. tweeted about the Super Bowl, but yeah. not even anything particularly funny. So this guy. <laughs> well, to be fair, he's a shark in a costume who can't remember choreography. This man is. Go, go, and this is what Left Shark said, and like the blank look on the faces of the, like the newsreaders, and then the guy was like, "Hey, you know, you remember Left Shark?" With no explanation, right. just like uh. that, very much that you remember, like like your grandma would say to you about someone like from the village where you grew up. Remember Kenny like, Andrews, right, with yeah. the leg, yeah, the weird like leg, Jesus, yeah, the Jesus leg. I always looked like he was wiping shit off his shoe with a limp. Jesus leg, limpy Kenny. Remember limpy Kenny, <laughs> Jesus boy, grandma. Grandma. <laughs> Grandma. Grandma. <laughs> um, yes. So you got this old, who's yeah. probably just sitting there the whole time recollecting 1977 when he got his first anchor job and was like, well, he was in the like news mattered. Like he yeah, had, and like yeah. he was writing copy like, no, we have to tell them the truth. Right. Now he's like, what did Left Shark tweet? <laughs> he doesn't remember Left Shark, right? The <laughs> Katy Perry shark who didn't... Fucking put a gun in my goddamn. Uh, let's check out some of your tweets and Instagrams. What the fuck is happening? It was four minutes into the news, too. Uh. Like, it was like top segment on the news. I was like, wow. Like, so that's how you see, that's kind of how you see like the watering down effect of the general attention span and what's actually important to us is when the place that's supposed to provide you the information is getting it from, you know, what really is just like a thought waste machine where we all just throw jokes and little tidbits. But that if that's dictating I mean, what the news it's talks the, about. It's the, rand, it's the equivalent of like like in the old days, if there was some sort of story, it was like, it was Super Bowl today and I was on the train on the way here and I heard a guy say this. Yeah, exactly. Like, right, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. This homeless man had this interesting recipe. Uh, what other news stories are you going to go to a tweet from a... Fictional internet parody. Well, like, and I mean, uh, especially too when <laughs> when you show when you it, yeah, it's almost war like in a, war in Iraq. Here's what Angry Cat thought about that. <laughs> Grumpy Cat not happy about what happened in Tel Aviv today. <laughs> but uh, the 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 problem is that you know the outrage like people get paid off for their outrage today more than ever. Like, and the outrage comes from so many different angles. So. When you reward people for outrage that is maybe just not warranted, people do it more and more. So then it's almost like, what does the most outrage, the, the cause that's outraged people the most, not the most effective cause, not the cause that we should be dealing with most, what has outraged people the most lately? When that's what's being talked about, you're just losing sight of everything, and then that sort of creates a system. It's almost like when you, you, know, when, like when you watch a sporting event, at least in the States, if a streaker runs on the field, they don't show them anymore. Right. They're like, you know, we'll show school shooters and how popular you become in the media if you fucking kill people in a mall. By the way, going to be a great mall when I'm done with it. Well, but, but I mean, you know, you reward that behavior. So that is just like, you know, the more that you show the streaker, the more streakers you get. So the more that you reward the outrage or the, you know, moment to moment shit on Twitter. I mean, I do think also like that, I mean, that point that you made about terrorism or shooting or whatever the glamorization of those things yeah like i 
because of this outrage news culture, what happens is like that we give these people, you know, like like you know, I remember with the San Bernardino one, the the, the big thing was like they talked about the mastermind of the shooting, right? And then they talked about their lair, you know, they went to their lair, yeah, right. And I was yeah. like, it was their apartment, yeah, yeah, <laughs> apartment like, <laughs> three layer, right? <laughs> you guys want to come over to the lair? I mean, the, I'm apartment. In the apartment, my god, and we'll Nothing. have uh, we'll clean the guns. I mean, have lasagna. lasagna. What is with me anyway, today? The mastermind. <laughs> I mean, my husband, my what husband. What saying, co-conspirator. I mean, my anyway, fiance. Come over and look at the plan. Not plans. My God, I mean, plans. What are plans? plans. What plans. are plans? plans? Anyway, gotta go to kill people to work. <laughs> to work. Work. Got to go to work. Just so. <laughs> gotta concentrate on what really I'm saying more often. Good at thinking and talking different things. Yeah, I mean the glamorization of these sort of people. These, yeah. you know, and the way that they're portrayed in the media for that purpose. Yeah. Because, you know, like, I mean, people are excited by, you know, these shootings and whatever, but you see it over and over, and of course it glamorizes it. It shows that... Well, it shows that, that, that there's some reward. Well, you know, you're well, known. Particularly if you're a person who feels like, you know, the reason you're shooting everyone, which I imagine is, like, quite a common thing, uh, is the idea that you feel socially isolated or that everybody else is, you know, to blame and that no one notices you or whatever. The yep. idea that, like, if you shoot heaps of people, you'll get noticed. Yeah. Although these days, I will say the, the one upside is... You really actually have to shoot a lot of people now. Yeah, now so it's, maybe getting, that's putting, it's getting harder. Maybe that's putting some people off. Yeah, like, I mean, hopefully. I, mean, <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're underestimating the American will, though. <laughs> I, I don't think you know us as well. No, but what I'm saying is, obviously, it's, it's bad in some ways, because if there's a mountain, someone will always want to climb it. Right. Re- records are made to But be it broken, also, less right? people are going to pack the backpack to try to climb the mountain overall. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Do you know what I mean? Like, there might be those people going, well, if the record's 50. Yeah. It, like, it's like true. For, exa- yeah. for example, if you're 70 and like the oldest man in the world is 80, and you'd be like, you know what? Maybe I'll have a crack at this. Like, yeah. I can make it to 80. Right, yeah. But if the oldest man in the world is like 140, you're like, ah, right. oh, fuck it. I'm yeah. not giving up smoking. <laughs> There's good. no way I'm making that. You know what I mean? Like- <laughs> Godspeed, sir, you old crazy bastard. <laughs> It's always a, the oldest man in the world died again recently. I mean, it happened. It keeps happening. <laughs> I, think someone's, keeps, I think someone's killing him. This is Bernie Sanders written all over it to me. <laughs> it would be a great. I guess, it, I guess if, you, if you were going to be a serial killer. Oh, that's like, the best. That would be like a serial killer who's killing the oldest man yeah. in the world. I've killed 30 of the last oldest <laughs> men in the world. What? How do you get away with it? They're like 120. When I just strangle them, people are like, oh, I went to sleep. Turns out it's like the 60th oldest person in the world. It's like <laughs> someone's worked it out and they're like, you know what? I probably am not going to make it to some, but if I can kill. And the thing is, they're all old. So you can really get away with I'm it. I'm going to get there, you bastard. I would love if we found out that the 59 previous oldest pe- men in the world were killed by the 60th oldest <laughs> man in the this world. This guy was a real showboater. Hang on, did he just w- whisper finally? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I, just, I don't know. I was, no, I said fine, nothing. <laughs> so sorry to see some of my closest friends go. By my hand, finally. <laughs> Excuse me. Huh? Did you, did you uh, just, did you just, so old. <laughs> so very old. Finally, I'll be the oldest, though. Because <laughs> I killed the other. Hey, excuse me, uh, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, yes, just... yes. Good. 
Ah, so tired. Okay. From right. old age. We'll let, we'll let you rest there. Thank you. <sighs> tired okay. after nice a day you. of killing a lot of other... Okay, just one more thing. <laughs> oh, oh, dusty in here, isn't it? <laughs> um, oldest man in the world. They... Uh, is that like anything? Like, do you do? You, is there any kind of joy or value in that for you? Like, if you found yourself to be the oldest person in the world, would you feel like? I guess it would matter on the, you know, my my grandma died like just around a year ago, and I went and saw her right before she died. And looking around the old folks' home made me go, you know, and I don't think this is like a new idea, but we we really really keep people alive too long uh-huh. and a lot of times quality of life stuff. so it would be the quality of life question if I was 120 and I was like I eat a banana every day and do hurdles you know I'd be like yeah I'll take that sure but if it's uh if it's 115 while you're dragging your belly around in a bag in your wheelchair yeah probably gonna you don't want like the no. last 30 years to be weekend at Gareth's yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, we, well actually <laughs> he won't he won't die he just will not die hey <laughs> let's have another cool party <laughs> oh, fuck <laughs> I'll invite some young bitches 30 years ago like you got told that you had one weekend left and you, you were like I want a weekend at Bernie's it out. I want to like. I want you. I, here's my dream. This is how I want to go. Oh, that. This is how I want to go. Okay. This <laughs> and it just doesn't and work. And it's me just going like. So this is. But genuinely, this is how I want to go. Yeah. Like if people will remember this. Yeah. If I can remember this. Yeah. Like if I get told I have a couple of days left, right. I want to have like a massive party, and I want to hopefully die at some stage. I'm like I'm from I'll, from having fun. From having fun at that party. Partying a little. And then what I want the rest of the party to do in my honor. Is for a few weekend hours. Oh my just God. keep partying. Uh, <laughs> with weekend at Bernie, you though? Yeah, oh, you yeah, can oh, yeah. Dra- drag me yeah. around. Throw me in the pool. Throw me off the high dive. Like literally, weekend at Bernie's me. It's how it's. He, it's what he wanted. His jaw fell off. He died doing what he loved. <laughs> partying, Be, being <laughs> partying, and being Bernie from weekend being that at guy from Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! His hands in the filter. That's what he wanted. Keep it going. We got Keep two more days going. of party, and this is what he wanted. <laughs> but yeah, so you you decided to your last weekend of partying, and then it just keeps going. It just keeps going. People are like, "Good lord!" You're like, "Maybe what? another bump of cocaine." But it's been two months, Dad. I don't know what's happening either. Let's do a beer bong and a bump. Come on, and a tequila. Come on, I'm trying to kill myself over here. Give me that needle. I don't care if it's used. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I do think that those nursing homes are terrible. When my when my grandmother was in a nursing home, she had a stroke, and she yeah. was in a nursing home for a while, and it was a pretty. Uh, <sighs> although near my house, uh, where near where I live in Sydney, I talked about this on the podcast years ago, um, because uh, so basically as you're driving towards uh, like my house there's like a cliff and it looks out onto the ocean yeah. you know it's basically where they first Great ca- spot. the you know the white people first came into Australia to right. ruin it for the people who live there and but you know I wouldn't be hey, here without that so nice beachside <laughs> community is the point so um yeah so uh, cliff there looks out onto the ocean right Be- beautiful like nice part of the world so yeah. as I drive up towards my house there used to be a primary school there and that would like look over that area but right. they, they knocked down the school and they started rebuilding a nursing home so they're like building this like but it's one of those ones that from the outside of it 
Like every time I drive by, I'm like, I'm fucking moving in there. Yeah, you want to be old now. Like the amount of fun that those fuckers are having yeah. on the posters on right. the outside wall. Like right. the activities and events. And Hand gliding. I mean, I'm, I think, I'm starting to think oh, I could do gigs down there. Like I'm starting to feel like every Thursday I might just go down and try some new material. Morning, Martha. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyway, it, it looks really fantastic. But the best thing about it is, so it's this quite big building and these beautiful like apartments that will clearly, if you open the yeah the window of your sort of place, you can look out on the ocean. Right. The only thing is that in between these apartments and the ocean, the only thing that's in between them, it won't block their view, but oh they will have to see it every day, <laughs> is a giant cemetery. <laughs> like it's like this. So essentially, you've got old age home road, right? Like massive graveyard, right? Ocean, right? Right. Great. So these poor old people, every day they're like, "I'll oh, just look at the coming and be ah. reminded of what's coming for me." That's where you're headed, Bob. Right. Just if you could, when you're feeling a bit sickly, Bob. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, the Undertaker though is like, I've never saved more money on gas. I, I mean, mean this is I'm. I'm rolling in it. This is really yeah. When you go down to check with the doctor, he's like, "I'm sorry, this is an across the road issue." <laughs> We're putting your mother next door, if you know what I Just, mean. Just uh, hand you a shovel. There you go. <laughs> we dug a little bit, but look at your paperwork. <laughs> yeah, no, they are this. They are the saddest place. But California now has the right to die. That's something that we have here. Hang on. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, everyone's always had the right to die, but I think. Nuh-uh. Not in my mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think like would you? So California now has what the assisted suicide? Ass- yes. Is that what it is? Yep. So how does it work? Does the doctor can help you, or do you have to? The doctor helps. Or is there you. a machine yourself that you have to do it? No, do you I know? believe the doctor helps you. Right. I believe it's like the pound. I mean, blue dream without the yeah without the cage without the six weeks of being able to go to a new home. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you've opened a can of worms here, Anderson. <laughs> Uh, how old is she? <laughs> hey, hey, please. She seems a little whiny. I mean, her nails are pretty long. Here's the thing. Uh, like, <laughs> hello, hello. The kids just lost their grandma, and we're trying to. Hey, I'm a great grandma. We're trying to replace her, so please. That they don't notice. They're away. You don't want her. She's nibbling at her side too much. Are you? Uh, are you happy to dye your hair brown? I do. <laughs> Anything, please. We need you. Your name's Marjorie now. We need you to look Marjorie, at- brown hair. I'd love it, please. They feed me pellets. <laughs> I can't spread my legs out. These are dog cages. Mind if we play with her for a minute? Yeah. You know, have you? No, she hasn't had her shots. You know, I'll, play, I'll pay for them. <laughs> Get me out of here. Bottom cage is a nightmare. Now, the way she's like rubbing herself on the car- the carpet is that something she does all the time? She's just having trouble itching down there. I think once you got her in a yard or something like that, she'd be a lot better. I don't need to scoot anymore. Is she dissexed? She is dissexed. Well, actually, at this age, you don't need to worry about anything. Um, that's one of the great things about some of these kennels. Is uh, I don't even need anything. Open the lock. Does she need to be walked at all? She actually doesn't like walking. Oh. Uh, that's one of the great things about her. She's just happy to lay down, watch some TV, whatever you guys want for right. her. <laughs> yeah. Easy to feed, too. She'll eat whatever's in front of her. She forgets she eats, but then she'll remember eventually. <laughs> Marjorie, brown hair. <laughs> all right, maybe we'll come back. Uh. <laughs> 
Um, do you know with the right to die? Do you know much about it? Do you know anything? I don't know no. too much about okay. it because I, I I I am a, a believer that you should have the you know absolutely. I mean, as human beings, yes, we have very few things that we have the right over, but the right to die. Okay. I think you can like call one. for the check whenever you want it. Right. Yeah. So, but I imagine that you probably have to have like a disease or something. But uh, well, I don't know. I don't. I, I wish I had. I actually don't know. My guess is that look, look at how cocky you are. That you're like ah. I don't need to look into this. <laughs> I've got years this in front of me. I've got millions of people <laughs> well, to kill before. Millions I, to kill before I'm I, the oldest I, man in the world. I, I think my guess... <laughs> this is so many to kill. <laughs> Did you say so many to kill? Nope! More chili? Everyone have more chili. Get it while it's... Just eat a lot of it. Especially the bottom. And the gel caps. Those are beans. <laughs> uh... I, I, my guess is that there is some <laughs> attachment to your, your life is being compromised in order to get it, you know, that like whether it is a stroke or whether it's that you have a terminal disease or whether it's that in general, your life is just, you know, a difficult toiling experience. My guess is it's something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm certainly not a person who believes that, you know, in this idea of just like extending your life for the, for the sake of extending your life. Well, I think if you go into an old, if you really, if you go into an old folks home, I mean, you see a lot of that and it's not like you're extending these lives necessarily for more experience. I mean, I, I think you, you really do. You look around that room and it almost, it just looks like a lot of people who really would rather not be in this shell anymore. Right, you know, and and you feel it, and and they almost don't, they don't have the ability a lot of times to communicate that properly, so they're just sitting there in chairs looking out window. I mean, you know, right. you and really these, and these were people who at some stage, yeah, were people full, I mean, vibrant well, I, lives. I understand they're still people, but that's not what I'm but trying to say. Thriving, but they were thriving, right. independent people who loved experiencing, and now their experience is going from floor three to floor one back to floor three yeah you know i mean, I mean it's, it's very much yeah that's the the third lord of the rings film way to end your life which yeah. is just like i'd rather go out on the big battle yes you know thanks very much ladies and gentlemen we're done this yeah. is like some confusing like this is not good yeah <laughs> no i and i mean i you like and you see it like when i when i was like would it be talking to my grandma you know i mean it's like it's just not it's not a winning situation it's you're you're like you show someone a picture at that age and they're, you know, they barely, they remember part of it, but it's, it's almost a shame to be like, look at that. Remember that great day? <laughs> well, anyway, here's some mashed potatoes. All right. You know, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love mashed potatoes. A great big fan. Like Huge man. fan. Easy to eat. Right. A little salt and pepper. Exactly. Maybe some butter. Maybe a little butter. Maybe yeah. a little butter. That's what I'd like. <laughs> Some mashed potatoes. Yeah. Quite like some mashed potatoes now, to be honest. I think now would be a great time for an old folks home. Right. Like you and me, if we went there now, we would enjoy the shit out of it. Well, that's what I mean. You just got to get the remote. That's it. Right? That's it. Yeah. I mean, and I think in these modern living ones, like the one that's down the road from me, you have your own kind of apartment still. Yeah. There's just like community activities and they have like a doctor drop in or a right. nurse drop in or like whatever you know that sort of thing yeah i think there's you know there, and there's also there's obviously different levels but i think you know like a place where yeah there's there's activities and right. there's stuff you know it's just when it almost looks like you've put people in a zombie ward that you're like nah i think if these people were able to see this from their perspective well i would. think what we're saying is old folks homes are wasted on the old yes Listen, that's why, why when I'm president, right. every mall is going to have a right-to-die facility, 
and every part, you know, then the mean average age will go down further and further. The life expectancy age, guys like you and me, five, 10 years, we're sitting pretty in, you know, a retirement community playing shuffle ball, bridge. I mean, the, the, probably the, getting laid at some stage that that's the way these businesses go right though yeah. like, because you know like in the old days you could only get your like teeth whitened at like the dentist right and now these days you can yeah. just like walk down the street yeah. and somebody has a booth and yeah, someone like, can oh, do it on the street while you walk your teeth right yeah, yeah. yeah while you walk <laughs> whiten your teeth while you walk i get on the street yeah here you go right. put this in your mouth so there'll be a, a, a point where they're like the right to die you can just like pop down to the mall and do yeah. it i mean the convenience of that it's got to be yeah There'll probably be a time when you can download a program and just like hook it up into your computer. Right. That's what. That's the business we need to get into, though. Like we need right, to get, like have right. the first. We need the Papa Johns right. or the right to die the app. Budweiser of right. like you know like right. we need a catchy name for our right. And that's dog. what they'll just use on Bernie when he gets elected. Right. <laughs> Senator Sanders decided to take his own life today after being elected president. Please welcome President Goldman Sachs. Or, sorry. I mean, they. Try, I think that's what they will do with Sanders, though, isn't it? Like, I mean, they will just try to, like, leak damaging things about his life or career or make things up or, like, invent scandals. I mean... Yeah, you, I think, like, I, you I mean, know... It, some, I, of, some of his supporters have been pretty misogynist online, like, yeah. which, you know, is, like... So I think they'll take those opportunities where things like that happen and, like, well, blow them up into, you know, huge things to... There was a uh, when John when John Kerry was running against George W. Bush, our greatest president. Uh, when John Kerry was running against George W. Bush, there was a guy who almost beat John Kerry, who was like he was uh, the governor of not Vermont, but um, maybe New Hampshire. Or be, gr- I, be great, by the way, because like there's so many places in America that are called things like New Hampshire yeah. or like old blah 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 or right. whatever. Like I would love if there was a place called not Vermont. Not Vermont. Oh, that's that's right. it. It's over the border from Vermont. Not Vermont. Yeah, there's <laughs> Vermont, and we're like, well, we're a town that isn't Vermont. Uh, what should we call ourselves? Not Vermont. Not Vermont. It's <laughs> a great idea, Winthrop. Oh, man, there's a traditional rivalry between Vermont and not Vermont. Come on, Nuts. <laughs> Come on, dig deep, Nutties. <laughs> so this guy named Howard Dean... He was going to, he was like leading in the polls. Everybody uh. liked him. He was uh, very popular. Then he had this rally and he just got really fired up. And he was just like, uh, you know, he was winning a lot. So he's like, we're going to go to Maryland. We're going to go here. We're going to go to New Hampshire. And then we're going to go all the way to D.C. and take back the White House. And then he goes, yeah. And he made a weird little scream. Well, the media and opponents just started using this scream that he, when he's fired up, they started using that like, is this, this is just a little too erratic behavior? You know, and you watch the unraveling of his campaign because he screamed. If you, I mean, if you Google Howard Dean scream, you will, it's just preposterous. And he ended up losing it all because of that. Basically, that was the way they system. Now, right, and now it might take now, more for Bernie Sanders, but I think you're right that you got to think there's bullets in the gun that are going to be like he did this, he did this. His but we look. live, in, but we live in a world now where Donald Trump can say that Mexicans are rapists or <laughs> call Ted what is, Cruz a uh, pussy right. or whatever. You're so, right. like, Ted's a fucking pussy, and uh, Jeb Bush <laughs> is a fucking idiot. All right, anyone else want a piece? Ben Carson's been dead for two years. Oh. I mean, that Ben Carson, what the fuck? 
is going on with him. Like, that was the first. How part. is he up there still? Firstly, the fact that he didn't almost walk out. Yeah. If, if, if people haven't seen it, there was this great moment at the start he where threw they threw off the whole thing. They were all being introduced, and he didn't walk out. He didn't hear it or whatever. And then he and Trump. Trump got introduced three times. Yeah. Like he was Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. Like you know I mean, like you have to say his Beetlejuice name three times before he appears. <laughs> Boom, just right. a cloud of smoke. What happened? Someone said Donald Trump three times. So there was Donald Trump who didn't come out and Ben Carson. But Ben Carson has this thing that is hilarious where it's like he's not even trying anymore. No. Like literally like he's not trying. No. And then he starts confidently. Like it was so good to watch because when you don't really know at all, like you kind of really identify things that you're like, I wonder if this is the thing that everyone knows he does or what, yeah. I wonder if this is like – or even it might just be a thing they're doing that night. Yeah. Like – so Ben Carson, like he would start confidently every answer and then he uses his hands like a lot. Yeah, it almost is like he has two helium balloons tied to each hand too because right. they don't start down and come up. They're up and then it's almost like a puppet show without puppets. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he, he gets out the invisible puppets. Yeah. But my favorite thing is then there's a point halfway through his answer where he gets, <laughs> he gets distracted by the invisible puppets. <laughs> Like the invisible puppets do something that yeah. catches his eye. Ooh. And then he like <laughs> stares at his hands. Like literally, like I once accidentally <laughs> took ecstasy and acid at the same time. Literally accidentally. It wasn't sure. somebody else gave me something that I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> it was accidental. And I had to do uh, radio the next morning. Oh, fine. And I, and I remember going to the bathroom that night and I was trying to go to the toilet, but my hands <laughs> were so big. And I was like paranoid that when I went to work the next morning, everyone was going to notice how big my hands were i was like i can hold everything else together but they're gonna see my giant hands and how am i gonna hold a pencil and whatever like so that's it's what gonna I, look like a toothpick like every time that he would get distracted by his hands i was having flashbacks to like i was like did someone give you accident and ecstasy if you would have met up with him ben hey hey were you at the gold coast big day out and- i was why because <laughs> what happened my hands have been big ever since look at them <laughs> and Chris Christie uh, <laughs> Speaking what, of big hands What I love about Chris Christie Is that he um, Gives a little bit He's obviously been told Give a little bit of your biography Like your yeah. CV Every time you have an answer I was raised by Yeah Right Every time And he <laughs> yeah. goes I was governor of a blah 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 for yeah. Like every single answer He yeah. would just drop in Like a, like he was speed dating Yeah Like he was on a little I'm gonna <laughs> Like, I'm going to sneak in my whole bio, like, by the end. Like, I'm just one per answer. It was fucking crazy. And then you had little uh, Rubio, who clearly, I mean, it was amazing to see how obviously he'd had a bit of juice and, like, things were starting to go well for him. And then they all decided to, like, it was almost mean. Like, it was was almost like all the old guys decided to, like. Hey, what's up, bitch? Yeah. Yeah, they found him in an alley. He was like, hey, I'm just going to school, mister. They're like, are you? You're fucking money, little punk. Yeah. My money's for milk, mister. Yeah, give me goddamn money, boy. Yeah. And he did. He buckled. He could not handle it. Yeah. Like, it was one of those moments where you were just like, it, it was that classic moment of, like, the, the bullies. It was like, it, you know what it was? It was like Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> Hoverboards don't work on water, Marco. <laughs> what are you, Rubio? Yeah. Chicken? Nobody <laughs> calls me chicken, Christy. <laughs> Nobody. (laughs) Since when did you pick up the physical type, Marco? (laughs) 
and Trump is Biff. So <laughs> we'll just build a wall. China will pay for it. Marco, Marco, you butthead. <laughs> yeah, they may as well just start calling him butthead. butthead. Shut up, butthead. Shut up. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Hello Marco. Marco. Think, Marco, think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's, uh, let's stop. Yeah. Uh, we can uh, record another episode because okay, we're yeah. going to bank a couple. Yeah. In fact, you know, well, well, anyway, well, that's good. We're, that was we've we've done one. We and solved we'll see a lot of problems. We, we solved a lot of problems. Obviously, making America great again. Finally, making the mall. Making the Mall of America. America the mall. America not the, not mall. the Mall of America. No, we don't want a lawsuit on our hands. I've been to the Mall of America. I'm actually going to build a wall to keep the Mall of America out of America. The you mall. You should build. How about you build a mall to keep the Mexicans out? <laughs> that's more American. That's great. So I love where we're at. We ju- oh yeah uh, yeah yes. So, <laughs> so they could go to their own mall. Build a giant mall. That's the wall across the border. The mall wall. The mall wall. Yeah. No, you guys can come to America as much as you want. Right. But you just can't come inside our mall. Right. Sorry, but they're like, where's everything in the mall? In the mall. Duh. It's air conditioned. <laughs> Get out of here. By the way, we love your food at the food court. Right. Oh, yeah, they can come in and work. <laughs> yeah, for shit, guys, listen. But they have to go back. We want you go, in, yeah. but once you take out the trash, you're going right. to have to go home for the night. You're going to have to go back. Sorry. Could you take that trash back across the border? <laughs> but is it too much to ask? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, yeah, we've solved some problems. Gareth, uh, this will come out in about uh, two weeks, two weeks from now. So uh, what well, do you, what do you have en- that people can know about? I would encourage anybody who likes the Dollop podcast to go to the Dollop uh, Facebook page. We have two live shows coming up in April, April 17th and 18th in Chicago and New York. And we just added a second Chicago show. So that'll be fun. And you can find me at Reynolds Gareth on all the social media sites and listen to Point versus Point and the Dollop podcasts. That was a good plug. Well done. Thank you. Uh, my tour is on now, I imagine, by the time people are hearing this. Yes. Uh, or it may be starting like two days away from this or something well, like that. You're like, probably nervous then. I am. I'm nervous now already. <laughs> well, so imagine that's, two days from now. Yeah, I'll then. be shitting myself. <laughs> Uh, so come and see that in Adelaide, uh, Adelaide from the 29th of February, the first four nights are cheap previews. So, you know, if you like a cheaper show and you want to see some jokes that'll never be told again, because yeah. there's always a couple of those on the first few nights. If you want to, hey, not jokes that are bad, but because I won't try to tell them if I think they're bad, Yeah. but what you get to see on the first few nights is few, you figure so, out if they're bad. <laughs> if you come in the second week. You see jokes that I thought were good that the audience agrees are good. If you come in the first few nights, you also get to see a few jokes I thought were good and the audience did not agree with my opinion. Uh, it's fun to watch, though. <laughs> it is fun to watch. You can be one of those people. Your hands just get bigger and bigger. Right. Uh, so uh, come along and say that. Uh, uh, two weeks in Adelaide, the Adelaide Fringe, Brisbane Comedy Festival after that, Melbourne International Comedy Festival on April the 7th at the Sydney Opera House. Uh, I will be doing two shows in the concert hall, Justin Hamilton doing support. It is one night only in Sydney uh, and it's already half sold out. So uh, more tickets available to the second show than the first. Uh, but um, yeah, getting quick for that. That's going to be a huge night. Melbourne International Comedy Festival for the four weeks, not doing Tuesdays. So Wednesdays through Sunday. And then after that, Perth. Uh, April 21. Do you know what you're doing? in April, April 21. You, well, so you're going to Chicago and... I'll be back. You'll be back by then? Yeah. It's a Thursday night, I'm I in. believe. I'll do it. Yeah? Yeah. 
All right. What we, is it? We're going to kill a guy. Uh, I'm in. <laughs> we're going to kill Bernie the Sanders. Old, the oldest man in the world. Yes. <laughs> One step closer to wearing the crown. Uh, <laughs> we should have a pageant for the oldest man in the world. <laughs> Here he is. The oldest guy around. What is this? You won. Why did I win? You won the things. Look at the camera. Why? Terrified. Um, uh, yes. Uh, what, what was I going to say? Oh, this is what I was going to say. Oh, to yeah, you. the 21st. Uh, the 21st. <laughs> I'll be doing my show, Fire at Will, at the uh, Meltdown. Uh, oh, great. Or the Nerd Melt. The, sorry, the Nerd Melt comic book shop at yeah. the back in the Meltdown Theatre there. I'm in. Nerd Melt Theatre. Um, so, yeah, if you want to come in, that'd be good. I'm in. Yeah. All right. Yep. Sweet. So there's another nice place one. I'll be. There you go. April 21st. You can catch Gareth and I. That yeah. is not on Just start. booked it. Not on yet, but. Yeah, soon enough. But that's. <laughs> But you got a little insight into how I put together my life. So Same here. <laughs> on how my life comes together. All right. We'll talk to you again soon. 